Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You can add Lincoln Sudbury High School to the list of places where kids will be starting the year fully remote. That order came today from the Board of Health after police broke up a large student party a night. Many teens scattered into the woods when officers arrived and many others gave police phony names. Officials say the party goers were drinking and taking no precautions to prevent the spread of COVID. So the Board of Health says in-person school must be delayed for at least two weeks. That'll teach you, miscreants. How is this COVID thing so changed the world now that I care about the rights of teenagers? <laughs> I've been railing against punks and thugs from which rich white towns like Linfield. Uh, no, wait, Linfield. Where is this? This is um, Duck Duxbury. Where was this? Lincoln uh, Sudbury. Lincoln Sudbury. Railing against these spoiled little pukes forever. Now I've got to defend them. Oh my God! Just leave people alone. Leave people alone. Nobody's going to die because these kids have COVID. Everybody knows this. Doesn't mean, and because unfortunately, due to the fact that there was an unlicensed party out of school, what do you think these kids do every day? Of course, they're getting together because they're young American idiots. This is what they do. It's what I did. It's what every young kid is doing. Oh my God, we're going to have to close it again. You see, and this is on you. You've done this. By the way, you 32 kids who dared to be cool enough to have a party in the in the middle of the uh, uh, summer or fall, whatever it is now, you you dared to, because you did that. The nerds, like my wife who went to Lexington High School, is now <laughs> you get to be suspended too. Every school's over for everybody because these kids. Who had lives um, and uh, went out partying. I mean, had a house party. God forbid. We just had one up here, well, by the way. it's just vindictive. You could, if that's what it was about, you could make those particular students stay home. Right. But the sort of 
social punishment of we're canceling school for everybody because you misbehaved. So because, and I suppose there's, they'd say it's because they have 28 kids from the party they can't identify, so they don't know which kids it is, so they have to shut it all well, down. All you have to know is what they disseminated to the police, you know? They lied to the police. Or what the police disseminated to the, the school who, who decided to make it public. By the way, some of them gave, gave false names. <laughs> yeah, goddamn right they did because they're your American teenagers having fun. That's what they do. Of course they gave false names. <laughs> Jeez, can you imagine that? They were Some of them ran right into the woods <laughs> instead of standing around waiting to be apprehended. No kidding. Probably, among other reasons, because they know mom and dad are going to get a $600 fine if they get busted. Well, right, and, you know, the schools for the whole district will end up starting remote, so everybody in town is going to be pissed off at you. That's that's the punishment, right? And that's already what we're seeing. That's the social shaming of the masks. That's the whole thing right. of, like, the left wants people to turn on each other and be saying, oh, because those people oh, yes. over there had a cookout. That's why. That's why you can't leave the house, even though there's zero if, evidence that that's true. If I had ever read 1984, I would say this is right out of 1984. You know what? As a matter of fact, I'm going to say it anyway. This is right out of 90, 1984. I don't know if it's right out of 1984. Orwell couldn't have said it any better. Just go with me on this. You should read but, some Solzhenitsyn with me. I'm going to. I'm was going to do that. I was just going to. We're going to bring that up. Crack too, open the Gulag Archipelago. Isn't that a vodka Solzhenitsyn? All right. So, um, so no, in Lincoln Sudbury, there you go. That's the wrong kind of party. Like we've said before, there is a right kind of party. First at 6.30, breaking news. Protesters blocking a busy area of Boston. This is at the intersection of Congress and State Street. Damn right it is. Yes, downtown crossing, one of the areas hit on Sunday night. You can see here more and more stores are boarding up their windows, some because of the damage done the other night. But all the increased presence follows Sunday's largely peaceful march and protest from Nubian Square to the State House. They didn't run into it the woods. It was not until police. hours after that that they violence and looting broke out on Newbury Street and in downtown police Boston. Police weren't allowed there. One protest <laughs> in Boston drew tens of thousands of people. Yeah! It was organized by Black Lives Matter in and collaboration in the meantime, leaders with the, of the black community violence are begging in Boston. Begging the police to Monica Cannon-Grant is an activist and founder and CEO of the Violence in Boston organization, and she joins me now. How did you organize tens of thousands of people to come out and protest in Boston? In 2017, I organized 45,000 people to march against racism after what transpired in Charlottesville. And so this go-round, um, it was a little bit easier. Governor, governor, governor gave us the go-ahead. Mayor gave us the streets. We just had to fill them up. This is them burning squad cars. In the okay gathering of people. Remember, this This gathering is okay. It did not result no in... to the demonstrations last no, night. No, no schools closed in Boston the due to that gathering. The murder of George Floyd at the hands of the police was a horrible tragedy, one of countless tragedies, tragedies to befall people of color across the United so States. So you may burn stuff with no ramifications. Since this terrible pandemic and the loss that comes with it swept across the globe, people everywhere have gone through awful, say terrible it, moments. Say it, Governor. The loss of life, connection, purpose, income, routine. Give us the goal. It has all say pushed the thing. many far beyond what we're used to dealing with. I want to thank everyone who marched and exercised their right to free, free speech thank safely you. last night. Tens of thousands of our neighbors, friends, and <laughs> colleagues tried, when possible, to balance the new normal we live in with their right to free speech. 
I want to thank everyone thank you. who made their voices heard with the safety of those around you in mind. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. As far as the people in Lincoln Sudbury, the young people who made their voices heard. You can add Lincoln Sudbury High School to the list of places where kids will be starting the year. We're not going to be thanking remote. them. That order came today from the Board of Health after police broke up a large student party a night. Many teens scattered into the woods when officers arrived and many others gave police phony names. <laughs> Officials say the party goers were drinking and taking no precautions to prevent the spread of no. COVID. Uh, hell is so happening the Board of Health society. says in-person so, so school must be delayed for at least two weeks. I have something to add. Please. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second and say that. What? What you would be told if one of our liberal friends were listening, it would be they would say you are not you would not compare people fighting for the dignity of black lives to teenagers just out drinking and partying selfishly. I mean, how would you respond? Right. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know that the virus knows the difference. That's thing one. Right. So. Well, I would. Right. Though that's that's what I would be saying is that there's a public health uh, menace that is airborne now again because Trump said it and knew it and hid it from people, um, but it's certainly contagious and it was supposed to be a, a very dangerous thing for us to do. I mean, I think the performance art and leeway given to the writers was um, wide and large for quite a while and is still going on in some cities right now. There's some cities that are uh, still... <laughs> I just... Uh, you just got to think that I mean, we've in. I was just in Boston for a nanosecond uh, a couple of days ago, and did all the restaurants that closed. Like, I would have to now if I showed my kids. If I showed my kids, well, the thing is that it's, it's it's just two different standards for different different kinds of people. If you're a hardworking, honest, and uh, and law-abiding person, well, not then, the teenagers in the woods and like right. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the business <laughs> okay. owners. Uh, those are teenagers. Those are the normal punk teenagers, and I'm. It's like relieving to me to to know that normalcy is back. That they had a house party, that they ran into the woods. Where are they supposed to run? That's where you go to avoid the police. You go into the woods and hope for the best and run away. I wouldn't know. I, all right, you wouldn't know. I understand that. But th that noise of uh, joy and elation that you heard in the distance while you were in cramming for more for AP math, Alice. That was that was young people having fun. <laughs> okay, good to know. I'm glad now so, that I I know what that was all about. But um. But I think, you know, if you really believe that there is a virus that's killing people, then, you know, you might say that the protest, and you're liberal, then you might say that the protests were, like, so important that we had to take the public health risk. But, like, right. partying I mean, in the woods is I mean, not. That's, but that's weak completely. That would be a total fabrication, horse bleep uh, thing, this contention. Totally. Why, though? Uh, well, because the the public health crisis is not a public health crisis. The, the police protect, police murdering black people in the streets is not a public health crisis. Well, right. So right. Um. And um. Um. But I mean, regardless, you, you've done you've done two different things for two different sets of people, and it just it looks dumb, and people are, have had enough of it. And I say, yeah. Uh, well, and like my feeling is because I'm a science, as you've pointed out, I'm a science math nerd. Is I want to follow the science, and as far as I can tell, the science says that you know people gathering affects virus spread the same way, no matter what mm -hmm. reason they're gathering for. 
So, well, right, and, and but but the, this is why this is such a dangerous year because everything has been so propagandized, and like the Sturgis bike rally that was, we were told by by reputable news organizations, the Sturgis bike rally. AP wrote the stuff up. Everybody did was a super spreader to two hundred and fifty thousand Americans that cost something like twelve billion dollars or something. Supposedly, that's assuming that everybody who got the disease from Sturgis, which they say is two hundred fifty thousand people, all got the battery of emergency medical assistance, of course, <laughs> which they didn't. And also, the only tracking they did was to track people back to their states, and then any surge in their states were attributed to them. So the, it was reverse engineered back to Sturgis. In truth, it looks like maybe 250 people got it from Sturgis. And also, how are you going to track these dudes throwing um, you know, frozen water balls and uh, bottles and uh, Molotov cocktails how are you going to track them? Well, they're not that- even allowed to ask them. The contact tracers right. aren't allowed to ask if people attended protests. Right, right? It's a civil rights uh, violation at this point. You're right, right. Um, so, I mean, this is such this is such crazy BS. And I'm unfortunately, I hear, I talk with a lot of people with big jobs and news organizations, and I hear them shoot these these refu- rebuttals to this going line about COVID. I hear them shoot it right down, right down. I mean, one of these one of these guys who who's very influential in um, in a new in TV news. I remember, and this is before COVID, but back when Biden called the lady a uh, uh, short dog faced pony yeah. salter. Yes, yeah, I remember talking a lying to him, seeing him in, in the, saying what's going on. He was saying it was kind of a slow news night. It's a big TV guy, and I said, "Well, now you've got lying dog faced pony soldier tonight." The Biden said it was kind of a really off the hook thing he said to a woman in Iowa at a town hall. And he said, "No, no, that's always that's something. That's just from a John Wayne movie. That's the, the campaign already talked about that." Like, what? John Wayne movie? That, Literally, it, no one's ever heard that right. expression. And even if it was, it was a <laughs> remarkable moment of a guy becoming unhinged at a woman who asked a legitimate question. It was crazy. But this guy who makes the decisions for the news organization said, "Nope, spiked it." So you didn't hear it. If you watch that, if that's the news you watch every night, that's it's not on there. And this is dangerous stuff. And it's it's absolutely everywhere. And like one of the things, we've got another piece that we're going to talk about right now, but this is just goes to show you, this kind of thing is picked up and distributed throughout the world. I believe you have a news item from Linfield, Massachusetts, Alice. Yes. Yes, in fact. Potentially a hate crime, I would say. Uh, is, is there any question? Uh, Linfield residents rally after family's Black Lives Matter sign targeted with fireworks. Oh, my God. Linfield residents rallied together Saturday. Oh, God, they rallied together. They rallied. They rallied Saturday after a family said their house was targeted because of its Black Lives Matter support. This is from WHDH, by the way. Uh, security camera footage showed people setting a firework off next to the Black Lives Matter sign in Jason and Carly Caggiano's yard Tuesday. This was not a random explosion anywhere. This was related to the fact that we have these signs, Jason Caggiano said. We put these signs up because one of our neighbors had their signs stolen and biracial families feel scared in our town. So we feel it's necessary to step forward. And we did. And we were met with this. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yes, they're martyrs. After the video went viral, three youths allegedly came forward to police and admitted to setting off the firework. So they were teenagers setting off a firework. The youth said they set it off randomly, but Caggiano doesn't believe that. You can clearly hear them say, am I allowed to say D-U-M-B-A? 
Yes. Okay. You can clearly hear them say, vote for Trump, dumbass, right before they explode the firework. And that took me back when I heard that, Caggiano said. Oh, God. I fought for my country overseas. My wife is fighting COVID right now as a nurse. I feel we're good citizens and we should have the right to express ourselves just like anyone else. When you move home. Sorry, that's me. Caggiano said his family accepted the youth's apology and police officers say they are working with school officials on a restorative justice plan. But the family wants officials to acknowledge the reasons behind the vandalism. (laughs) In the meantime, Carly Caggiano said she was glad to see the show of support Saturday. We are very thankful for that and we're going to keep fighting, she said. Jesus. Let me tell you what they're not fighting. They're not fighting the high property taxes that keep there from being more black people in Linfield. I can tell you they're not fighting that. Sorry, that's our kids have invaded this room. Everybody will. This should be. This riot should be clear in a moment. Largest to the five largest ethnic groups in Linfield, Mass, are non-white Hispanic, um, which is 90, 90.7, 90%, 0.7, 90.7%. percent. Okay. Asian, non-Hispanic, which is five percent. So there we go. We've got ninety-six percent. White Hispanic, which is one point ninety-one percent. That's about ninety-eight. So now we're yeah. Two more races: non-Hispanic, point nine, and some other race, Hispanic, point eight five. So wait, is there any black people no, in Linfield? No, there's not a black human being in Linfield. <laughs> They love, they so love diversity in Linfield. They do love them. diversity. They do. You can tell they love black people. Yes. Their sign shows how much they love black people. The median property and value how in Linfield is $604,000. <laughs> and what are the average property taxes? Do we know? Does it say anywhere there? Uh, no. Yeah, because, I mean, we're laughing. We can't afford Linfield. But, but the towns like that... You know, the, you can call it what you want, call it systemic racism or the legacy of slavery and oppression and Jim Crow in this country. But this is one of the biggest, biggest, biggest disparities for black and white people in America is the lack of ability for black Americans to build up generational wealth in large part because of cruddy housing policy. I mean, cruddy, intentionally cruddy, you know, vindictive, racist housing policies. That I mean, that's that's true. And that's historically been a fact, and that's the ability of your family to build up wealth. The ability of American families to buy homes in America has been a huge way that families have been able to build wealth that they can pass on to their kids and have sort of a a, a safety Wait, net for themselves so that, on, that allows them... I want to play the news right. Under a family's mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter sign. The suspects insist they were not specifically targeting that sign. But the family isn't so sure. WBZ's Nick Emmons. Family's not so sure. I get the feeling every house has a Black Lives Matter sign in that oh, town. Oh, I'm sure it and does. And it has great. no home here. I bet they, in the, what's the one that we believe... Right and this, uh, no human is illegal in Joe science and love is love and um, right exactly and any any um yeah. normal human That's being so that you can tell that they love black people even though they right. you know follow every they possible policy people. that makes sure a black person can never yes. actually move there That's- correct they love black people especially as ensconced a good twenty five miles away in Roxbury this is live in Linfield tonight and Nick people there say vandalism has been a problem. Yeah, in fact, these homeowners tell me that they put those signs up, those Black Lives Matter signs, as a show of support after other signs were vandalized in town. This latest incident was all caught on camera. It happened just after 8 o'clock Monday night. An explosion and flash of light in this quiet Linfield neighborhood. 
it's definitely very loud and could, could have caused significant damage. Jason Caggiano says to the side. significant damage to what? It's a firework. The loud boom. Oh. All of a sudden, it saw a big explosion, and then and then just a car rushed by. The Caggianos are so afraid of violence against them that they've put their kids in front of TV cameras for a, a news high. Well done. Jason didn't see what happened. Adele checked his home security well, camera Well, they're standing footage. tall. In the video, you can see feet. someone light what appears to be a firework right where the... It does appear to be a firework, just like it appeared that the kids ran into the woods and appears <laughs> that they, it appears that they may have lied to police about their names. Caggianos have a Black Lives Matter sign. I was able to capture the, the car. They actually have a lovely enough detail to at least make the folks come forward. Jason says after the video was posted online, three teens came forward and apologized to him at the police station. No, no. Wow, they sound like real haters. Who did this this morning and they were apologetic and they apologized to my young daughter, which I was thankful for, and they did seem remorseful. They also told them it had nothing to do with the signs on the front yard. But the family isn't sure if they believe that. I'm not sure I believe them either, <laughs> technically. I mean... I don't know. Do you believe... Do you think they would have done the same thing to a Trump sign? I think they were kids look out to be a-holes and that they were probably trying to well, be a-holes in every any way. So it, I do think that there's a thing where kids in particular are transgressive and like to be shocking. Yes. And so if you build... I have a friend who... I can't tell my daughter's in the room. So I can't say. Um, but I was just going to say that you if you... Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, no, we like, no, no, we you please contain them out no. there. I have kids a, like to shock. I have a friend, parents. Alice, mm-hmm. who oh, this is terrible. I have a friend who um, found a. It was a cold day and found a dead cat in the street, <laughs> and he took the cat and put it in the standing up position, or <laughs> put it behind like the wheel oh, of no. a pickup truck like it was driving. Oh, no. <laughs> it was. He didn't kill. Oh, no. He didn't kill the cat. And he didn't do whatever. And it wasn't me. But it was still fun with dead cats, and <laughs> there was no there was no personalization in the attack. There was no message to be sent. This guy, as far as I know, was a cat person, but it was drunk idiots deciding to do stupid things, and a lot of times it, there's nothing to it. That is it. Fair, fair, but I do think there's a thing where. You know, I hope, teenagers. Is there any, can, I, can we call my cousins and see if they would like to come into the room at the same time? Is anybody else who's not in this room right now? <laughs> so, uh, what I was going to say to you is that teenagers like to cross lines and shock their parents. Yes. And, you know, so so if the parents are, you know, big Christians, then they go find satanic music to listen to. Of course, to, of course. Or you know, so so if you build up in your community that the big moral outrage of our time is to be like. Right. Pro Black Lives Matter, then you're going to have teenagers and kids who know that the absolute most shocking thing they can do is wear a red hat that says "Make America Great Again." So, oh, totally. So that's the most horrifying thing in a white liberal Massachusetts community that a teenager can do. So you're going to have oh, yes. teenagers doing uh, it just because it's so shocking. Oh, absolutely. I was I was a terrible student in in high school in the early, especially actually all through high school. I was a terrible student, but I was. But uh, it, I was so bad at school that my parents wanted me to go to see the, the counselor at school to talk mm-hmm. about whatever. And I go into the counselor and, and he said, um, 
I was I was not interested in the school. I was not interested in attending the classes. I was not interested <laughs> in doing the work. I didn't see why I should. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go to college. I didn't I didn't understand. So I so I go to this this counselor and he said, "Tom, you know how when you have a cough, you go and see the doctor." And I said, "Yeah, I don't want to see a shrink." And he said, "Oh, okay. Well, we think you should see a shrink." And I said, "I don't I don't want to see a shrink. I don't want to. I just don't like school. I don't like I don't I'm not I don't like this. I don't like algebra. I don't see the reason for any of this and I just I would rather not go to school." So anyway, so then they, so then I go to a shrink, and oh no! Then my parents said, "You need to. We want you to see a sh- this shrink." So they give me the this. Uh, they I go to the next town over. Half I think almost probably half the or three fourths of the kids in my school probably went to a shrink because we were just abnormal. And um, so I go to this sh- this uh, psychi- psychologist, and. Immediately, I go into the room and said, "Hello, hello, I'm Tom Shattuck. I'm here. I'm." And he's like, uh, "Yeah, what's up?" And I'm like, "I'm. I have a thing at five with him. I'm supposed to see you, whatever." And he's like, "He's like saying, uh, all right, what kind of bullshit do you want to do, Tom?'" I said, <laughs> I said "Okay, okay. I, I don't know." And he's like, "You know what? Screw it. We're supposed to be talking about feelings and sharing and whatever. Let's play a little chess, you and me." I'm like, oh Christ, kill me, kill me! <laughs> he, he misread the room a little playing, bit. I he's was playing say cool with you. shrink with me. It was there was nothing worse. So then, so so then I was like, I was so mad at my parents for for putting me through this with Mr. Cool Guy, like what, whatever. That um, that I I started learning a lot about Charles Manson. As if, so I said, I, I was, and that was me. I said, oh yeah, you want to make me try to feel crazy and stick me with chess man and, and half-ass shrinks because I hate school and I'm bad at it. Good. Well, well, you know, I know all everything there is to know about Linda Kasabian now and Charles Manson. There you go. Okay. How do you like that? And I was just acting. I was doing whatever it took with all of my intelligence and creativity at that age, fifteen years old, whatever, to stick it right back. You know. And that's what I'm saying that these kids, you know, sometimes when you're a teenager, you're just a total jackass and a jerk. And you uh, you direct I mean, all these teenagers don't even sound that bad considering they came and apologized right. to the kids for scaring them. And, you know, we had our Trump sign stolen in Melrose. Nobody ever came and apologized to us. Right. Yeah. No, there wasn't. Uh, yeah. Oddly enough, Channel 7 didn't hear about it. I had kids who could have been carted out in front of the I would love. Oh, to our kids them. were scared. Our kids were afraid. Well, the thing is that, to, to that get, somebody to, came up because you had to come like up yeah, past our fence into our yard, you, into our garden and like tramp around in our garden. Well, you would have seen into the it was, it was a tiny house. So you would have seen right into the, the living room where everybody sits. Right. So, it was like by the window. So it was a particularly So creepy. our daughter was creeped out. Right. And then, of course, I got uh, video cameras and nobody had the decency. Yeah, to nobody then this stole again. anything else. It was terrible. So, uh, so uh, I mean, this is just crap. I mean, I, I I've written about this before. The Trump violence was all over the place last time, which is probably why there are fewer signs this time. People were lighting trees on fire last time. You got this veteran near near uh, Falmouth or um, not Falmouth near uh, New Bedford, Mass, a like ninety five year old guy who was physically assaulted more than once over his signs. I mean, this stuff. It, this is there is violence that that's happening here, but it ain't happening on this side. These are idiots who shot off firecrackers. We did similar stuff. I was I remember being in a car with a kid. Who went on actually to be a a, a fairly known act, fairly, I guess, middle known actor, um, was in movies anyway. Um, we were in the back seat of a car, and he was just bleep face drunk. This is what you do in a town like Winchester, and or like a, in Lincoln, in Lincoln, Sudbury, and in Linfield. You know, you're a bunch of bored, 
totally, um, you know, totally insulated, you know, upper class, I'll say, but, you know. And so the kid got out of the car while we're at a traffic light, found a brick and threw it through somebody's um, living room window. Can you imagine being in that house and suddenly <laughs> out of nowhere? And we're like, Jesus, I won't say his name. But that family, that must have been like terrorizing to that family. And we got in the car and got the freak out of there. And was like, my God, what are you doing, man? But like, kids do terrible, terrible things. I was, I've, I'm, Jesus, the more I think about it, the more I've, I really had some low, freaking low rent friends. Yeah. Yeah. I remember not again throwing a, 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 another rock through like a plate glass window at a golf course. Jesus Christ, maybe we were Antifa. Who am I, who am I criticizing? So anyway, I'm just saying that sometimes this stuff happens. This stuff happens. And yes, these the, these kids do have privilege, and they'll always be all right when they do it. And, you know, it is one of the things about living in one of these rich towns that you're never really going to get in trouble. My brother and I got arrested when, when we were underage for having a big party. Uh, that was during the Bush, during the Bush uh, um, zero tolerance thing that happened about 1990. And, and we had a house party, and so the cops arrested us. I was 16 or whatever. And um, and and then they arrested somebody in town who mattered with money, and then the arrest, the party policy was uh, never adhered to again. But that was just life. All right, so I want to move on a little bit. Unless Alice, we have another Anson Shattuck is in the room right now with Alice. What are you dialing up there for him? Um, I'm not. I'm actually texting the soccer coach to explain that we're pulling our kids out of soccer over the masks. Okay. She texted me to ask um, oh. if it's one or both kids that I'm taking out or whatever. So, so, do we lose money on this? No. Oh, very nice. No. So we're lo- so they made us uh, in retrospect. Is this is this a? Did we already know they're they're going to have masks? No, that's in the last few weeks. You signed up um, over the summer because they wanted to gauge interest, but they didn't make you pay yet. Um, and so then they came out. The season's supposed to start this week, and they came out with um, the guidelines last week that said masks required. Right. And so, and I said no. I mean, for the kids while they're playing, masks required. Right. And so, and now flag football is also like down to just one spectator per kid. Oh, too. yeah. That's Jesus Christ. What are we doing? <laughs> so, what are we doing? <laughs> so, it's, there was a chance we were going to be back by Easter. There's a crack, Everybody died. In Massachusetts, yeah. everybody died back in March. Literally, in our town, there's not one case of COVID in West Newbury, Massachusetts. <laughs> but that's too many. So. That's too many. Not so, one is too many. So, there we go. So, but right now, so I'm taking the kids to Seacoast in Hampton, New Hampshire. Which is probably illegal, by the way. Governor Baker, man, he is not going to No, be New pleased. Hampshire's on the safe list. Are you sure? It is safe to take the kids to New Hampshire. I don't know. He yep, gets... we do not have to quarantine for 14 days. He... Although, I'm fine with it. I'll go to New Hampshire to do everything that I need to do, because it's 15 minutes away, and I can do all my shopping there, and I can do all the kids' recreational activities there, and then I can quarantine when I'm back in Massachusetts. I don't care. I don't have to see anybody in Massachusetts. You know what? No skin off my nose, like they say. That is, um, you know, very cynical of you, Alice. Very cynical. If you missed it, I, I meant to talk about this last week, by the way, with uh, T.J. Ducklow. He's one of Biden's flax. Um, he was on with Brett Baer, and they had this exchange. Anything COVID, Alice, that we need to hit, or are we done with it? Um, I think we're good on COVID, yeah. Okay, any more house parties? 
Was there another? Was somebody else's house parties? The other big thing in my news feed right now is the is the cuties debacle. Oh yes, you sent that. Which I was on that ages ago. Let's hit that third. We're gonna hit that third item after TJ um, Ducklow. Don't don't let me forget. TJ Ducklow is on with Brett Fair, and as you. If you're watching Twitter at all or, or on social media at all, you're noticing there's a lot of these videos of Joe Biden having a little trouble um, uh, with his um, with his um, Zoom meeting, you know, press events where he's he's got to tell the guy to move up the teleprompter or get the text up further or stop it or or bring the whole like monitor up. He's just had he's had some issues. A lot of times he'll read the stuff in parentheses in the teleprompter, which is supposed to be just you know direction for you, you know, um, you know. You know, act emotional here, you know, but he just reads it, act emotional here. So he's had a uh, little bit of trouble. So it, recently there's been some video coming out that shows Biden clearly in these interviews. One, one, a big one was with Anderson Cooper of CNN. And Biden is clearly reading his answer off of a teleprompter. And you know Anderson Cooper can see it. He didn't say anything, which is just great. But it, so it, it's been clear that he's been using a teleprompter. So Brett Baer who no matter what you want to say about Fox News, is him and Chris Wallace are stand-up news people. Brett Baer is down the middle. By the way, I brought bought him a shot, Alice, in 2016 in New Hampshire. He was he thanked me very much. Um, I'll never forgive Sap, who's been on this a couple of times. I expected Sap to take a picture of me and Brett doing a shot. shot and uh, he inv- instead was at the um, buffet loading his plate up for the, I believe, the second time. Because <laughs> Sap doesn't drink and he's eating is his, is his thing. And so he lost it. So there you go. Take my word for it. We had the shot. Brett Bear was exactly who you expect him to be. He was a cool guy. So here's Brett Bear talking to TJ Ducklow. He wants to know, is Biden actually using a teleprompter? Has Joe Biden ever used a teleprompter during local interviews or to answer Q&A with supporters? Brett, we are not going to engage. This is this is straight from the Trump campaign. Well, yeah, talking they're points. using and, it. And what it does and what it does, Brett, is it's trying to distract the American people. I'm just from, they're from, using from it. They the talk pandi- about it every day. Can you what? say yes or no? That's because they talk about it every day, Brett, because they don't have a coherent. Uh, well, you have strategy. an answer. They have no message. It's the American people. We're not going to do this. The propagandizing. He's going for the low-hanging, lazy fruit of a flack. I mean, it's what flacks do, and I understand. But and he's also he's dialed. He's up at ten. You know, he's right. got the volume ten. No, Brett, I cannot believe. Let's not for the, for this name of God. There's a pandemic. You on would her. talk about that when there's important things going right. on. And it's 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 standard flackery. But it's not great because he's really it's he's really going overboard here when it's a one we already all know the answer. So <laughs> Well that's why he's doing it, because it's Well, I know, but the there's answer's a better bad. There's a way to be more nuanced in there. You know, you could say that the that but Biden sometimes works off of notes. He's certainly learned in the subject. But he oh, works you off could of say notes. All because, people read po- well, teleprompters. You could say that he works off of no, no well, all people don't read teleprompters. Not in interviews. That's you true. You could say that he works <laughs> off of off of notes because you know, we want to make sure that his that in the few minutes he's given, uh he wants to make sure that he gets the point across in a few things because sometimes, you know, Biden is a is a storyteller, he's a people person. And a lot of times, you know, he'll he'll end up with a stem winder, True. and he wants to make sure, out of his own choice, that he's got the bullet points there, so he can at least communicate to the audience, the American right. people. Or they could go the route with saying the stutter, and he understands. Well, the, yeah, but the, don't do the stutter because that's horse bleep too. But 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 at least that way, you've got Biden. You've you've covered him off to use a teleprompter in the future. 
you know. Right, yeah. If you won't answer the question, it makes right. it seem like they're, you're hiding something, which right. they are. Right. So they're, now the teleprompter. weekend at Bernie's every day yes, with Biden. Yes, the teleprompter cat and mouse game is now on. You know, we're all <laughs> right. watching. It's like for Hillary coughing. But you know, he's no, been openly like gesturing at the teleprompter to tell it to speed up or whatever right. during the thing. Which like, is bad flackery. In, in, and I understand that Trump people say, I can't believe that how blatantly they lie and have to lie for, for Trump. And that's tough with Trump because he's freewheeling out there. And he's got no discipline. But it's also just a bad look. You remember, Biden's not supposed to be Trump. He's supposed to be normalcy and stability. But if he's got to have the crib notes to everything that he is the subject matter, it speaks to something else. Well, Biden's his, just not all right anymore. Well, it speaks to his decline, right. And so that's why Ducklow's got to do a better job. Sure. Yes or no, Brett. They talk about it every day because they don't have a coherent argument for why Donald Trump deserves re-election, deserves four more years. We know that he lied to the American people. We know that he has not uh, shown leadership during this crisis. And they are desperate to throw anything they can against the wall to try to distract from that fact. I understand, but you can't answer the question. Brett, I am not going to allow okay. the Trump campaign to funnel <laughs> no, their questions I will not through Fox stand News and get this. me to respond to that. Well, TJ, we appreciate your time, and thank you for coming on. I Thanks will for. not Thanks allow this evening. line of questioning. Well, and it's great, because Brett Bayer laughs, laughs there, too, because you know he's a seasoned guy. He's right. used to this stuff. And dealing with, and I've done dealt with lots of flax, and it's just so, it's just, and candidates. I mean, they're all, everybody's a liar, and it's really up to you if you're the interviewer. One, do you want to let them lie in front of people and let the people see the raw product and, and, and by that way the candidate can ex- reveal himself or herself to folks? Or do you want to go in and try to kick his ass right there? And there's a trade-off to, to both of them. I mean, I don't think that – depending, if it was the candidate, maybe you – I mean, there, there are times when, when I've interviewed people when somebody's stepping on me and I actually get pissed off and then I'm – no, 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 where you and I are going. Oh, yeah, you do go at it with people sometimes. sometimes. You know, uh, not as much in my current capacity I'm, as an editor of the newspaper, but uh, although off the record, often. But um, but oh uh, yeah, not in interviews. But there's we've had fights with local politicians and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I ideologically, I have so many differences with them. You know, but it's it, usually less about that and more about like them. Push, trying to push your reporters around or push oh, the newspaper right. around that about is. reporting and like right. that's, that's often manage- that's when you're ranting because I overhear I overhear your your work angry right. work phone calls <laughs> now that you work from home so right I hear, yeah but that's that's I feel like the biggest thing is that's you know but I I tend to be of the belief that an antagonistic media is great for politicians mm-hmm. you know I want the press going after i want the press going after trump and i want them going after everyone else i mean like i i love that they push trump and push his press secretaries on this stuff and i wish they'd done it to obama like a tiny bit agreed (laughs) if if they had done that and that's why this this anxiety is 96 percent the press's fault they created a false environment you know for those eight years that we were absolutely in nirvana and obama was super competent and super ethical, and it was just yeah. So, I'd have was, a lot less of a problem yeah. with the coverage of Trump if the media had been remotely normal during the Obama years. Yes, you know they dropped the ball, and it was awful. And well, just going back to the examples of times when you let stuff go, even though even though you, it's a absolute insult. We went into Seth Moulton's office in probably 2016 myself sap actually who's been on this show and um our reporter for the herald our dc reporter at that time and and i asked him you know he's a he's a vet of uh of iraq 
uh, maybe Afghanistan too, but certainly Iraq. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I said, uh, Congressman Moulton, are you troubled at all about Hillary Clinton having admitted now that that the attack in Benghazi was a terror attack, but saying then that it was a it was a response to a movie, um, and telling the families of the dead that it was a response to the movie and that she was going to go after the movie maker, even though the whole time she knew it was a terrorist attack, but they didn't want to admit it because the election was coming up and he was running on Bin Laden is dead, in other words, terrorism is dead and GM is alive. I said, do you doesn't that bother you as a as a as a veteran? And he said, you know what, I, I that's all news to me. I hadn't heard any of that. I hadn't. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm unfamiliar with that. Well, and the, and, that those, and like, the and family like, that on she the, said that to was yes. almost in his district. So <laughs> right, right. And, and at any time, I could have said, depending on the on the setting, I could have said, you know, that's I don't believe it. You're you're not telling the truth right now. There's no way you don't know that information. There's no way you could not have heard that information. You know, being somebody who even just watches the news, right? You know, and I could have just called horse bleep on it, but I figured. He invited us into his office. We're sitting there. He's giving us the time. He's tolerating us. But uh, could you have gone like, could you have kind of ribbed him a little and been like, come on, you haven't heard that? Like, really? Um, I, Maybe I did that, maybe. But I wasn't, like, it was, it was really what he was doing, really, was giving me the finger, you know? But um, my feeling was I got the reporter with me who's going to need access to this guy. Um, it's not really my place to blow up anything with him. And um, he, I'm, just not gonna, I'm not going to get anything out of it. He's going to, right? You know, he's going to say what he's going to say. He's going to say what he's going to say, and you know, and so I just sort of, I see, just like Brett Bear, kind of with this, with this like, guy. Okay, close, ha-ha. And, all right, fine, <laughs> fine. I'll remember that. You know? <laughs> um, oh, there's more of this Ducklow thing I want to play them. T.J. Ducklow. Could you believe they ran right into the woods? <laughs> Fake names. If that, if that if that's not a wonderful sign of return on to normalcy, what the hell is? Running into the woods. Um, where's my thing? Okay, Biden, T.J. Ducklow. So now, T.J. Ducklow is saying that Trump was not. Uh, Trump was at the beginning of the uh, pandemic, saying that uh, we know now that Trump knew it was serious, but was lying to people anyway, and downplaying it. So then Brett Baer says, well, so were, so was Team Biden. And then he's going to throw to some quotes here. And I just love this back and forth between Brett Baer playing the reporter here, the journalist. I'm sorry, yes. And T.J. Ducklow being the flack. His two top advisors, two of them that are, he listens to closely, Ron Klain and Zeke Emanuel, on January 28th and January 30th. Would you ban... Chinese travelers from arriving in the United States? I wouldn't. I think that's premature. Everyone in America should take a very big uh, breath, slow down, and stop uh, panicking and and being hysterical. And it goes on. Mm -hmm. I mean, they continue to make comments that masks are not necessary. At the moment, this is overreaction that goes into February and early March. So understanding that those are the people he listens to, and Joe Biden has said he wouldn't have closed the travel from China. What specifically would the former vice president have done? Well, let's get a few things straight. Uh, the vice president was not against the travel ban, first of all. Second of all, let's, let's mm. remember an important... He, wasn't, he called uh, it Brett, xenophobic. Let's remember an important distinction. 
Donald Trump was he the was president for it, but of it was the United xenophobic. States. It was on Donald yeah, I'm Trump. I'm asking you to if take, Joe Biden was, was the president Donald, of the United States. It was on Donald States, Trump to was. take action to actually protect the and American he, people. He closed the Joe, travel to China. Joe Biden wrote an op-ed in USA Today in January warning that the threat was coming. Joe Biden said in February that Donald Trump should get people on the ground in China. What did what did Donald Trump do? Donald Trump was praising China. Donald Trump was praising President Xi's response, saying that they had it under control, when clearly he knew, as we now know from Bob Woodward, they did not have it under control. He should have been protecting okay. the American people. He should have been putting real That's plans not what in we know place from so let me just clarify. actually confront this incredibly me, dangerous understand. threat. Understand. Let me just clarify. Understand. You're saying that Joe Biden was for closing down travel from China when the president did it? Uh, Joe Biden has been clear, and I can send you the fact checks if they're helpful, Brett. <laughs> Joe Biden <laughs> has been clear checks. that he was not against that travel ban. But Wait a second. What the f fact checks? What is this new 2020 piece of bull bleep that is? Is that TJ Duckworth's talking points on paper? Is that what that is? <laughs> or is that the guy? Yeah. Is that Daniel Dane? You from know what? CNN? I'll just write down what I want to say yeah, and that, send it is, to you later. Is, is that Rachel Maddow's producer's fact check of this thing? Is this the WAPO? Is this Snopes? I can send you the fact checks as if they're the gold standard of anything truth. They're as horse bleepy as anything else. He was for it? Joe Biden has been clear about this, Brett. I, again, I can send I can send you the fact check. He just clear. He, Brett Banner just asked you. He was for it, and once again, he's been clear. Right, he's been clear. If they're helpful, this has been fact checked into oblivion. Okay, he's I'm been clear. He's been clear. It's been You're fact checked. Yes, he was for the China travel ban when the president implemented it, two, 48 hours after receiving that briefing. Uh, the important thing about the travel ban. Yes or no? Yes or no? And I know. Brett, I know that you all like to cite the travel ban. I know the no, president. No, no, no. The president does. That's why I'm bringing it, it up. On, Brett, obviously, on, it's going to be in a debate. Brett, Brett hold on. <laughs> the important thing to know about the travel ban is that even after the president implemented that travel ban, tens or says that he implemented it, tens of thousands of people came in okay, and out of I'm the country. I'm going to take it that and you're not those are citizens of China and America, you know, who are right, American citizens. Imagine if Trump had not let American citizens right. return to America from China. The outrage that they would have had at a time when they were screaming xenophobia and i've i've stumbled upon kind of by accident um you know we have i have had various liberal friends over the years and you know I, I happened to stumble on someone's old post from the beginning of the year who's a person we know from melrose who's extremely liberal like very like mask stay at home all this stuff now and um in february she had a big post in the melrose community group telling people to make sure that they um patronized chinese restaurants in the area because right. the xenophobia that Trump was fomenting with his virus fear mongering was was really hurting minority owned businesses. And, you know, like I happened across that and I thought to myself, like, my God, and these are the same people who are screaming that like Trump didn't warn them enough. Imagine, imagine <laughs> he said it was serious as much as he did. And they said he was xenophobic and terrible. Imagine if he had like really gone all in and like been out there wearing a full on N95 and like face shield hazmat suit from like week one like they would have they would have they wouldn't still believe that the virus was oh, no. even real no right way now. no way i mean they were willing to to get at trump using as a bank shop a shot black lives matter riots they were willing to suspend that whole belief system for a bit to hurt trump because that was even a sharper instrument to use against him this is all it's all about trump People really, it's if Trump is against the virus, then they're for the virus. Yes. And if Trump is for the virus, they're against the virus. It's just right. they they just immediately they're the opposite thing. I don't know what it is about Trump that brings this out in people, but they 
always just choose the opposite position from him no matter what it is. They don't even care. No, they're putting out a, a, freaking, a freaking fatwa on the Nobel Prize Committee. No. Right. which was their <laughs> gave Obama a prize. Those are their buddies. These are their people. The Nobel Prize pr- the committee. Jesus, just because somebody dared to nominate him. And by the way, there is now. It's looking like starting to be actual peace in the Middle East. So yes, I heard somebody exactly. United Arab Emirates uh, essentially normalizing relations w- with uh, Israel, and now Bahrain has done it. Um, Serbia is moving their their um, embassy to Jerusalem. Uh, Kosovo is doing something with them. Two other African nations are mo- are are uh, going to African Muslim nations um, are going to uh, normalize relations with Israel as well. I mean, I didn't and, really think that Trump could make anything happen with Israel. No, well, it was well. It's funny because the attack now is that it wasn't Trump. The attack is well. There's two things that, that mostly from right people who hate Trump are saying this. One is that it was Obama because Obama um, energized. Um, uh, Iran, and so these are Iran's foes. These are not Shiite Muslims. These mm-hmm. are Iran's foes in the region, and so and there's some. Yeah, truth Iran's to that. been isolated, now. and there's some truth to that because they're scared to death of Iran. They've got a huge military. It's a big country. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one that I just heard is that it's Trump. Trump's inaction when the Iranians attacked the Saudi oil fields, that huge oil field, mm-hmm. um, and some other huge targets in Saudi Arabia. The fact that he, and it was disgraceful, this guy called it, that Trump refused to act, in other words, Mm -hmm. intervene militarily against Iran, and this guy was criticizing him. So not, not, you know, fighting the world's wars for them and being the world's police. Exactly. So so this guy was saying that that disgraceful inaction meant that Iran, I'm sorry, meant that these Arab Gulf states had to then reach out to the only other option in the area, which was Israel. To work with Israel. Hmm. Right. Hmm. And if that's true, then great move, Trump. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. if, you- if not being the world's police means that people figure their uh, out, then like that's good. Also, but though, weren't we also told that initially when he became president, moving the, um, moving the embassy to Jerusalem was immediately going to cause a conflagration? Of course. And of course, like killing Soleimani was going to set the world on fire and every other thing that he did yes. was supposed to make it way worse, right? Yes, and then when he didn't intervene in Syria, and that was horrible because letting Syrians die, being barrel-bombed, and then, and then when he did intervene and kill the Russians in Syria, that was horrible because he was starting a nuclear war. But that- Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Things can go wrong. Obama did victory laps too, for sure, in the Middle East prematurely it's possible things could go south i'm not gonna but this but, is a but huge... so far you know just on the basis of empirical evidence it seems like trump's approach in the middle east you know harebrained though it might be and you know with lack right. of a cohesive very thoughtful strategy that it might actually be working is that possible i don't know right right and in yes and regardless i mean that's some people maybe it's good for the rest of the world to not think they can count on the u.s yes so i mean that's oh we gotta we gotta get to the jesus you're gonna be late so we're gonna we'll cruise for this and then we'll go this is cuties this is a show that are we gonna be watching it here at the shattuck household it's a movie we can't watch it anymore because our netflix it. is canceled so this is the movie that's supposed to it's about a girl who's an immigrant who in paris okay she's a muslim immigrant in paris and um she's 11 and right. she's in a very strict family 
So it's kind of an exploration of this. And then she starts hanging out with these friends at school that are very into social media and dancing and they get kind of Kardashianized and they start a twerking dance crew. So she's like kind of watching them. And, and they're what age? 11. Okay. So they, she's like very interested in what they're doing and she gets into their culture. She steals her cousin's phone to like watch their stuff with them and like be into their universe. And, uh, and they do these like highly, highly sexualized twerking dance routines and um and they yeah so she's into that but the moral of the story because i want to be fair to the movie and to the filmmaker uh is that the sexualization is bad and that you know even if the culture is kind of strict like that this is that what that what young girls are exposed to is not good. So the movie's not endorsing the right. sexualization. But still, it's showing But it's showing it, kids, for sure. And it, kids. they filmed it with real kids doing the right. real that's sexual a, That's a problem. Stuff. So if I play this right now, is it is it all visual or is it any... It's, it's pretty much visual, but we can just have it as a little background so you can okay. get a sense of the type of music we're dancing to here. Yeah, so it's... Um, they're doing this dance routine. I think, Tom, you can see it in front of you. Yeah. I don't know if you watched this before, but it's um, it's been it's been a big source of controversy because a lot of sort of critics and very thoughtful people are saying, like, oh, you guys haven't even watched the movie. It's against sexual exploitation. So to be honest, the minute this movie came out and they came out with the poster and I read about it, I canceled Netflix. Like, I'm done. I yeah, can't. it's all um. I mean, it's just, it's disgusting. This is all they're touching their own chest. Yeah, they're and doing like they're and, and it's all like um simulating sex acts of different kinds. This is like they're dry humping the floor. This is they're Cardi touching B, themselves. But old. Yeah, it's, yeah. They're just missing the freaking pythons. It's you and know. to be fair, again, it's not received well by the adults in the movie and the movie's not endorsing it but they still took real kids and filmed this and greenlit this and had editors work on it and people do i mean and this is little kids doing highly provocative sexualized things and like you know people say like oh well we had whoever is it jodie foster who's in taxi driver or whatever oh yeah yeah it's not really my thing i haven't really watched that but i mean that's also bad hi that's also not good to do to her as a young person. That's also, you know, the Dance Moms TV show or the Toddlers and TR stuff. That's mm-hmm. also bad. Like, it's all bad. It's not good. And, and right. you know, and people say, like, oh, well, the conservatives didn't care when there was Dance Moms, but they care about this. And, like, you know, first of all, I think there is an issue of degree of sexualization. But this is deliberately trying to be highly provocative with this stuff. And... And I'm just done. I'm not funding it. I don't want it crossing my TV. I don't want it in my world. I don't want it, you know, crossing into my house. I just don't want it in my universe. Right. And And this is this is on this is on TV. But also, like we've talked before about the summer reading that's got very sexual, and the 13 year old girls they want 13 year old girls to be reading this stuff, and it's that has like the c word in it. Yeah, Yeah, like like, very very sexual stuff, and it's like, and I've been on. Facebook before and said this is sick why would we do this and people are like well they have to learn it somewhere better be in the school environment like, screw you you pervs like <laughs> why do you have to talk to my kids about this stuff like go do your teach math or something you know it's very weird Jesus it's very Christ. strange I run into the woods so Alice Shattuck thank you so much you have to get to the feed store to buy chicken food I do I will see you later see you later thank you so much by the way thank you everybody for listening Follow me on Facebook, on Facebook, on Twitter at Tom Shattuck. You can follow Alice Shattuck. She's on Twitter too at Alice Shattuck. And um, you can follow me on Instagram at Calvin Caspian. I am on Facebook. Go to TomShattuck.com. Find some other stuff. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Please rate and review if possible. A good review would be awesome. I'll buy you a beer. 
See you later. C'est la vie. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.